Hi everyone and welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. This is the first podcast for counsellors that just don't align with the traditional approaches to business and that want to use their spiritual gifts, talents and interests to create, you guessed it, a private practice with soul. So look, leave it to me to provide you with everything you need, including strategies that you can use to increase your income, reduce your workload and of course increase inquiries and referrals to your beautiful soul-led private practice. I love it so much. If you haven't done it already, grab your journal, grab your pen and let's begin. Good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. Today, what I want to talk with you about is believing in yourself when it comes to running your beautiful soul-led private practice. And this is such an important topic because I think so many of us doubt ourselves, we doubt our ability, we doubt our worth, we doubt all kinds of things. (laughs) And I was thinking today, you know, how could I raise up my community? How could I help them to see what I see, you know, help them to see their potential and to tap into all the juicy good stuff that they bring to the field, to the profession, to a session, all those sorts of good things. Okay. So it's a a problem when we think about our, you know, ability to believe in ourselves because so many of us can, you know, I don't think it's intentional. I don't think it's even conscious. We end up comparing ourselves with other practices and other people in private practice and other counselors. And we start to use them as a measuring stick, as a yardstick for how we feel we're doing or how we um, see ourselves. And that's the first thing that I want to just see if we can undo for you a little bit and get that untangled because I feel like when that happens um, straight away, you know, you can't quote unquote win. You're never going to be better than anybody else. I don't believe. I think we're all just different. Um, I don't think there's any counselor running a private practice that's better than someone else. I don't think there's anyone, you know, doing therapy that's better than anybody else. I think that we all Uh, do it differently. We can all go and learn acceptance and commitment therapy, but each of us is going to deliver it through the lens of our own experiences, through the lens of our own personality, through the lens of our own beliefs. And for that reason, one client could go and see 10 of us all for the same therapy, but have a very different experience. Okay. So that's why, or it's one of the reasons why I feel that comparing yourself it, do, it doesn't work. You're just setting yourself up for failure there. Um, but I understand why it happens, you know, when you're new or even when you've been in the field for a while, it's very natural to look around and see what else is what else is happening and what everybody else is doing, especially when we have things in groups like like and follow threads and like and follow posts and stuff like that as well. So um, they're the things that I feel can be little traps for us sometimes. Um, And it's totally normal. Like they just pop up on your feed. You see another practice's post pop up on your feed and you think, oh, that's better than mine. Or that says it's had 10 views. Mine's had zero views and and all this stuff starts to come up. Uh, And the problem with not believing in yourself is that, um, you know, it all begins and ends with you. For example, 
if you if you don't believe in yourself um, and you go and you create your psychology today profile and you put that up and then you say nobody's you know I'm not getting any nibbles nobody's um, responding I haven't had any inquiries it's possible that maybe you wrote that profile in a way that wasn't doing you justice, that wasn't resonating with your uh, clients because you don't believe in yourself. And so, of course, you're going to write a Psychology Today profile very differently compared to if you backed yourself and if you fully believed in yourself, right? So we have these two sort of competing things going on here, okay? So there's that. The other thing that I want you to be aware of as well is like your vibe's going to attract your tribe. Um, if you have an inquiry call with a potential client, but you don't really believe in yourself, that, that client's going to have a very different experience compared to if they called you up and you did believe in yourself. Imagine th- those two conversations would be day and night, wouldn't they? So how can we support you in believing in yourself. Well, I can share with you one of the things that really created such a big shift for me. And that was, well, two things. Number one, I took action. Um, I'd been avoiding doing things for a long time, like, um, you know, avoiding charging fees, for example, for a very long time. Um, I, yeah, There's that. And then the other thing too, so taking action, and let me speak into that for you for a moment because I can't just leave it out there. (laughs) But taking action really helped me to get clear on what I wanted and what I didn't and on who I was and who I wasn't. And um, you know what? Taking action isn't a bad thing. It's always going to lead to clarity for you. I think it's Esther and Jerry Hicks, you know, Abraham Hicks, that says there's um, two ends of every stick and that um, there's what you want and then there's the absence of what you want. And you find the absence of what you want when you take action. Something doesn't feel right. Something doesn't feel good. Something doesn't feel aligned. You only know that because of an action that happened that you took, right? Something that you showed up for, participated in, um, whatever it was, whether it was your client session, whether it was a discussion that you were having with other people, whether it was um, a class that you were in and a project that you were all working on, something like that. So Action brings clarity and the more action you take, the more clear you become and that clarity helps you become more grounded in the work that you're doing and when you're more grounded, uh, that's where you start to really see and appreciate the worth of the work that you do, the worth of the space that you hold, the worth of the way you show up for your clients, the worth of the transformations you help them to get, the worth of all that money and time you spent in getting your qualifications and um, having your supervision and your mentoring and your group coaching and all of those other things that you did, right? It all comes together. So the first step, although it can feel really, really challenging is to start taking action and start taking more of it because every piece of action that you take every step that you take is a step closer to that clarity is a step closer to understanding getting grounded in and believing in your sense of worth okay that's the first thing 
The second thing, um, and again, I'm just speaking from experience here, but I know it's the same for many of you. The second thing that really helped me so much was, um, you know, working from within, doing that inner work. And I know that we talk about it so much, but honestly, when was the last time you sat down and you actually did some reflective journaling? When was the last time you sat down maybe with your trow or your oracle cards and did a little spread for yourself? When was the last time you you allowed yourself to look at what's rising up within you? And I think when you can do that inner work, we cast light on the things that are in the shadows and then they just kind of disappear, don't they? It's like, you know, when you are a little girl and, well, this is me, obviously. (laughs) When I was a little girl, I used to always think there were monsters in my closet. I used to always think there were monsters in the closet and my parents used to have to come in and turn the lights on and boom, the monsters would disappear (laughs) and there weren't any monsters in my closet. That's the wonderful thing about shining a light onto areas that we're afraid to look at you often find it's it's something that can be very easily handled and and dealt with and processed and that it's time for you to do that and inner work is so important and hopefully you have a way that supports you in doing that inner work if you don't let me know Um, I can give you some ideas on things that you could do But for me personally, it's always been through journaling, a reflective practice of journaling and using my cards Um, and, of course, discussing things with others, um, trusted others. That really helps me as well because, again, that's sort of taking a form of action um, and that brings clarity. I'm the type of person who um, I love discussion because – I need that space for myself to be asked questions and to ask questions and, yeah, to just hear things. You know how sometimes you just need a sounding board? I operate from that space. But doing the soul work is so important for another reason and that's because the more you start to take action from a soul space – the stronger your connection to your soul becomes. And that's important because when you start to strengthen that relationship, you organically begin to operate from a soul space. And there's no fear in that space. There's no angst in that space. There's no sadness or loss. There's no anger. Um, there's no comparison. There's no sense of lack of worth in that space. And that's why it's really, really beautiful. But you don't get there without some kind of practice because like anything, the more you expose yourself to it, the more proficient you can become with it and honestly when you've flexed that muscle and you trust yourself you start to use it more and more and more and it just feels like I don't know I imagine this is what confidence feels like um it's only truth in your soul space it's only truth so that's why I encourage you always to do that inner work and I believe in it so much that that's why my brand is called private practice with soul brand um 
So yeah, it's really important and I just love it so much. So then the next thing is to think of, um, you know, how many ways do I know that, you know, I'm good at practice? How many ways do I know I was born to do this? How many ways do I know that I was, uh, I'm here to help? How many ways do I know that I'm the right person for the clients that are matched to me? How many ways do I know that? And if you can use those as little journal prompts and allow yourself to, um, you know, free write. And when you've written down all of the ways and you hit that brick wall, you know, allow yourself a moment and say, I'm going to come up with another two or three ways Um, because that's where the treasure is and that's where the gold is when you're doing this beautiful, empowering soul work. Uh, The other thing to understand too is that, um, you know, I believe that everything is energy and, you know, we've had this discussion before, I think, where, um, you know, there's codes of energy on the microwave, there's codes of energy on the Wi-Fi, there's codes of energy when you listen to the radio, you know, they're energy waves. And there's like little particles of information that might be the presenter's voice or the ad that you're listening to, the commercial that you're listening to, or the jingle or the football game that you're listening to. So there's information carried all the time on energy. Um, the trees have energy. We have energy. My desk has energy. My microphone has energy. Everything has energy. Um, and things become an energetic match. For example, if you want to listen to your favorite radio station, you have to tune it in so that it becomes matched to the frequency of the station that's sending it out, right? So just like that match happens there, we also become a match for what we're calling in. So if you're not seeing clients come through the doors of your private practice, um, it's because perhaps energetically you're not becoming a match too calling them in Um, and what I mean by that is if you don't believe your um, effective or good enough or worthy enough or whatever it is then you're going to attract that and that's what's manifesting in your practice you're not seeing them if you believe that you have a message if you believe that the right clients will show up for you at the right time if you believe that um, you know your service is worth it that the transformation people experience with you is worth it then guess what you've just tuned yourself in like that radio to become a match for those people who believe that they are worth it who want that transformation do you see what I mean You can use this example of, um, you know, matching frequencies for all sorts of things. You can use it for um, when you raise your fees. So when you raise your fees, let's imagine you already have a fee of, let's say it's $100. You have a fee of $100 and then somebody says to you, hey, you know what, it's that time of the year, you need to increase your fees by $10 or whatever it is. Um, all of a sudden you panic because you think, oh, well, you know, nobody's going to book in with me and, you know, people might push back and things like that. And guess what? You're probably right because you're trying to um, shift your frequency but still make it 
connect to your original radio station. It's not going to happen. When you shift your frequency, you tune into a different radio station. Okay. Yes, some people are going to, you know, switch stations with you, but most of the time, no, you're just tuning into a different station. And then eventually in the next 12 months, you'll have to raise them again. And, you know, you might have a program and raise the fees for that again. And all those sorts of things are going to happen. And every single time you tune your energy into a different station to connect with the energy of different people. Does that make sense? So it's such a really wonderful analogy to be able to use. Um, your, I believe your your vibe is your currency. Um, and so if you have a, a vibe that's like, I'm not worth it, I'm doubting myself, It's a, that's what you're going to manifest in your practice. You'll manifest that. If you um, have a vibe of, I'm totally worth it, I'm good at what I do, I trust that I'm always attracting the right people, um, then of course you're going to attract the right people for you. Your vibe is your currency. Um, and I know that that's not going to resonate for some of you, but for those of you who do get this, <laughs> you will understand what I mean. Um, the other thing that I think is really important when you're first trying to um, take steps towards seeing your worth is to connect with supportive spaces. Um, always connect with supportive spaces. And that means, you know, not just surrounding yourself with people that are going to say yes to everything that you put up, but also um, it's important to be in a support space where it's safe to have open and robust discussions with people, you know, without fear. Um, and that helps you to grow. And that helps you really anchor into a strong sense of, you know, who you are at this point or who you're not at this point or what you're willing to take on or what you're um, willing to release, all of those sorts of things. And so a supportive community can look like um, being part of a coaching program. It can look like being part of a group supervision program, something like that. Um, because I think sometimes it's just so helpful to be in the company of others that are going to help you expand, help you grow and help you deepen your connection with all of the good things that you are, that you have and that you bring to the table when it comes to therapy. Okay. And the last thing that I want you to really think about as well is, and this is something that helps me all the time, is, you know, find the lessons in things. So in the past, I wasn't always very good with finding the lessons. It's kind of like a whole other journey you've got to go on um, because before I started doing, you know, in a work so frequently and, and making it a real practice for myself, I was, you know, stuck in ego a lot of the time. Um, ego thinking I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy enough, or you won't, won't they like me? What if they don't? I should be liked by everyone. I was, I was in that space, you know, but um, now if anything happens, I don't go to ego anymore because I have such a strong connection with soul. And I always want to lead through the window and through the lens of soul in everything that I do. Um, 
But now I also, you know, life's not going to happen in a straight line. Your private practice or your counseling work is not going to happen in a straight line. There are going to be peaks and troughs, highs and lows, ups and downs. You know, that's life. That's business. That's going to happen. But what helped me navigate this was looking for the lessons um, and using those four levels of consciousness, you know, looking at, you know, where's my head in this situation? Am I looking am I looking at this in a victim mindset? Is this, you know, to me consciousness? Uh, if I move into by me consciousness, that requires me to look at, well, how what's my responsibility in this situation? Um, how can I take responsibility uh, in this situation? And when you take responsibility, it puts you in a position of being back in control again, um, which is very calming, as many of you know. <laughs> and then from that by me level of consciousness, uh, you then go to level three, which is uh, through me consciousness. And that's where you say, okay, I'm a vessel and I'm just going to allow source my soul the divine um, energy god energy you know whatever verbiage you use to work through me in this situation um, that's the the through me consciousness allowing yourself to be um, a, a vessel for your soul to express itself and then um, level four is as me consciousness and as me consciousness is when you have that realization that hey we're all source we're all energy um, and we're all you know just connecting together like I'm that, you're that, we are that, they are that, everything is that, yeah? So that's how it looks. Um, and that's what I really want you to take away today, that you get to believe in yourself in private practice. And in fact, believing in yourself can make such a big difference in the success that you experience in your private practice where success means anything you want it to mean, okay? It comes back to those beliefs. Um, so the steps that I, that I went over for you, just to do a quick recap, the more action you take, the more clarity you're going to get. Create space for you to do inner work. Um, and if you haven't done it already, um, one of the things that I do is, you know, I block time in my diary. But one of the things that I do is I also have time blocked each morning and each afternoon for inner work um, and just having it there as a non-negotiable because um, I like to tick things off as well. My masculine energy likes to tick things off. Feels good. Um, and then the other thing, the step number three, I think it is, is to really unpack how many ways do I know I'm helpful? How many ways do I know I can support this client in having a transformation? How many ways do I know this gets to be easy for me because when I work in flow and when I work in alignment, it feels easy. Um, how many ways can you nurture and cultivate your vibe because um, your vibe is your currency? And then 
you know, where can you go to surround yourself with support, right? And what does support mean for you? Does it mean being around people who are really uplifting, who are really positive, who are really informative, who want to see you succeed? You know, think about what a supportive space would look like for you and list down all the things that you would love to experience in that supportive space and then go out and find it. Um, ask for recommendations. You know, where, where is a supportive space for me with this? Do you, do you know of anywhere that has these, these types of things? And as I said, could be your supervision, your group supervision or something. Um, and then the last thing is to um, look for the lessons when life doesn't work out well for you. Look for the lessons. Okay, and that's how you're going to continue to grow, because as I said, your practice is going to ebb and flow. There are always going to be lessons. There are always going to be opportunities for you to grow. Even if you look at where you are now to where you were 12 months ago, opportunities to grow. (laughs) Okay, so I hope that this was super duper helpful. Have a wonderful Saturday. Have a wonderful weekend and I'll talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. I hope that you loved this episode as much as I loved putting it together for you. To get more resources to help you in your private practice, head over to Instagram. My handle is at the private practice coach. And also, if you want more inquiries and referrals for your business, let me know. I have a program called Clients on Demand that opens every quarter, and I can absolutely get you some information for that as well. You are doing an amazing job. Thank you for sharing your gifts with the world. Bye.